the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Hope Connection Radio Show, brought to you by Bishop Harry Jackson and the Hope Christian Church family. Today's message is sure to transform your life and touch your soul. Let's listen in to this powerful teaching by Bishop Jackson, already in progress. The accreditation of the Father has been given. There is an accreditation. If you are on or receive a degree from a university... We know that there are agencies that certify that when you get that degree from that specific school, that it is up to the standard. And I believe that God wants you to know that you have been spiritually accredited to do his work and to do his will. So I believe this is very significant. A, he chose us. In Christ, before the foundation of the world, he predestined us to the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ. Now, I believe this is so important. The way to think about what God has done is this. Do we have any people who have coached little league teams or small teams or high school teams? Any coaches out there? We only have a few hands. Do we have anybody who's instructed people teaching them how to dance or to do various things? We've got one dance instructor, a few. So if you've ever coached or instructed, one of the things you've got to do is you've got to look at a little child and see that they have certain abilities and potential in nascent form. In other words, you see that this kid has speed or strength, and something can be called out of them so that they can eventually become really good at that sport or that art form. How many got that idea? So we've got that kind of discernment. The difference with Jesus is he doesn't just find the kid that has potential and invest to build that child into a champion in that area. He created us and chose us before the foundation of the world. In other words, the fact that you are here, the fact that you can do what you can do is not by accident. And Jesus has made an investment in you. Now, I want to say a couple of things that may be challenging to you. You may be wishing, I wish I were smarter. I wish I had a greater memory. I wish I had this ability or that ability. Well, you've been wired with every ability that you need. So if your IQ, I was watching a show the other day, was talking about the IQs of the various presidents. Anyone see this show? And it talked about all the people who served as president in the last um, 50 years or so, I believe it was. 
And they began to say, this guy had an estimated IQ of 130. This guy had an estimated IQ of 137. This guy had an estimated IQ. All of them were super bright in terms of IQ. But you don't need for your calling any more brain capacity than you've been given. Everybody's concerned about their looks. And we feel like we need to make ourselves look as nice as we can. Some even wish that they look better than they do. Hallelujah. But the gifts you've been given, the look and appearance that you've been given is exactly what you need to do what God chose you to do. You're the right shade, the right complexion, the right nation of origin. God chose you before the foundation of the world. He chose you and he knows how he's going to use you and he delights in you just the way you are. I think that's significant to understand that he chose us and he predestined us. Look at point B. He has made us accepted in the beloved. One of the great problems in our generation is a spirit of loneliness and rejection. And so the Lord himself accepts you and you are accepted in the body of Christ. Does that make any sense? And we need to understand that if others don't agree with his assessment, placement and choice of us, their opinion doesn't count. He has made us and accepted us just the way we are. And so if there are certain flaws we have, When I'm doing my best, I still am not perfect. One of the great things that could hinder me today is a feeling of competition, feeling that I wish I had this excellence, that excellence, this standard, this level. I wish our church, our organization, our ministry in some way could be better than where it is today. But guess what? We are where we are and we're still accepted by him And his grace is upon us. See, he has predestined us to perform good works. Predestined. In other words, before time, he created a plan. Before time, he set up a place for us to be, to function, to operate. Before plan, he has decided that he was going to use us. Not just develop us, but there will be specific good works that have already been laid out. Angels are waiting to move in accordance with the will of God. The power of God has already been set up at your appointed place of service. There are appointed helpers. One of the scriptures that helped me an awful lot over the last few years is to Look at Psalm 110. Psalm 110 says this, thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. In other words, when you rise to your position, God already has a willing group of people that will help you do what he's called you to do. That's been predestined. He's already got an assignment. He's already got resources. He's already got volunteers. 
in the day of your uprising, another way of saying that passage, in the day of your uprising, on the day of your ascending to position, in the day of your moving into your destiny, God has got every resource you need positioned for you to access and manifest the grace of the kingdom of God. Isn't that interesting? God's grace in your life, if you understand your God job description, we're talking about also your abilities in God. How many are with me so far? When you got born again, it was like God allowed you to swallow a time-released capsule. Time-released capsule. How many have taken medicine that says this medicine is good for 24 hours? And it's released into your body. Got the picture? How many believe that when you were born again, the things that God wanted to grace you with, do through you, manifest in your life, were not seen at the moment, but they would be manifest in the time-release dimension. Our God is working on your behalf, and he has redeemed you, set you in an amazing place, predestined to perform good works. And then you have a spiritual inheritance. A spiritual inheritance comes with this whole package and his watchful oversight comes with this predestination, assignment, and job description. In other words, when you get to the place where you need help, all of a sudden, the song that was in my mind in the early service was a song sung years ago. Angels watching over me. So God's got it all set up. We get to the point where you need a manifest blessing. It shows up and there are other dimensions of spiritual inheritance. Your assignment this week is to continue to read chapter one of this book of Ephesians. And we're going to go through book by book, chapter by chapter, rather through the entire book. Are you there? Then also, let's look at some of the aspects of the inheritance that you have. Number one, God has redeemed us through his son's blood. He has redeemed us. He's ransomed us. He's rescued us. Number two, God has revealed his will to us. Now, this is important. There is an international global will of God. There is a national will of God. There is a community will of God. There is a church will, a community will, as we've said, and there's a personal will of God for you. So often we are preoccupied and we forget the fact that God has simultaneously synced all these dimensions of will and all you got to do is the next thing he shows you to do. He takes the complicated and makes it quite simple. God has revealed his will to us. And he has forgiven us for our sins or of our sins. And fourth, God has given us an inheritance that is personal. Let's look at this inheritance in more detail. Special power comes with the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. Special ability comes with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. 
And we have been sealed. Think about it this way. This is what this passage says. And we have a guarantee of our inheritance. Sealed and a guarantee. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, when that Spirit of God dwells in you, you have access to the supernatural realm. The omniscience of God, the omnipotence, I'll get it out, of God, all of that is in you in measure. God says, I've given you a down payment and a guarantee of the supernatural life to come. We talked about Naya being seated together in heavenly places. So in her, there is access and uplink connection with the supernatural power of God. And God allows her to have access to transform things from a different set of values and powers and authorities than the world has. And we have received the guarantee. In other words, you are going to definitely get the fullness of the spiritual life for the eternity. When you were born again, you stepped out of the natural realm into a realm of eternal life. When you were born again, you tap into those eternal resources. And God is going to do a great work in your life. Major point number two, what can we learn from Paul's prayers? Are y'all still out there with me? What can we learn about our job description and the power of God from Paul's prayers? Well, Paul prayed that his readers might know and be enlightened. Know and be enlightened. You need to know some things. I need to know some things. We need to know the knowledge of God, the knowledge of who he is, his character. That is to come to us. Point number two on your notes, the hope or the expectation of his calling. In other words, we are going to understand the scope and the dimension of our job. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. I want to look at something for a few minutes. This is in your notes. It's so important, though. We're going to talk about it. We're going to have a time of prayer at the end of this specific message. But I believe the Lord is going to usher you into a new understanding starting today where over the next few weeks, you're going to be able to walk in greater confidence that God is with you. Despite your limitations, your problems, your past, your past resume, not just on your job, but in your life, the past problems that have vexed you. I believe you're going to see them in the correct perspective and move in the wisdom of God. I believe it's significant that we are hearing this message on a day when our young people have come back from Jamaica. And oh, by the way, they were not in the exotic resort areas of Jamaica. Just just thought you might want to know that. Amen. So we're going to look at this together. You see, major point number B under two, 
Paul emphasizes God's power toward those who believe. Let me read a scripture to you. Ephesians 1, 19 says, And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Now, what's interesting is that the resurrection is mentioned. How many know that the way that we know that Jesus was absolutely God was that he died totally gone and then he was brought back to life. But that is a symbol of something else and other things. Notice Romans 8, 1 through 13. See that lengthy passage here? We're going to look at down at verse number 9 and 10 there. It says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Let's skip down to point two. The power to live above sin is emphasized here. Did you get that as we were reading it? You can live above sin if the power of the resurrection is in you. You can live above sin. What's being said, you can break any habit that's in your life. You can be healed or delivered. The miracle working power of God can function. God can cause your business to prosper. He can lift you into any purpose, any prescription to heal your problems that you need. God can do it. He can do it by that resurrection power. That's a great time for you to maybe give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Paul also emphasized point number three, Christ's exalted position at God's right hand. Not only does resurrection lift you up, but Jesus, who identifies with you, is sitting at the right hand of God the Father, and he ever liveth, Hebrews tells us, to make intercession for you. In other words, imagine in the Godhead that Jesus is sitting next to the Father and saying, Harry looks a little weak today. 
but I want you to strengthen him. I want you to raise him up. I want you to make sure that he has the grace that he needs to carry out. He's going to feel like giving up today, but I need you to strengthen him and quicken him by your mighty power. God is watching out for you, the Father, and Jesus is interceding for you, and the Holy Spirit is operating in your life, strengthening, quickening, empowering you to overcome. God is able to strengthen you when things you feel are taken away from you. I go through a certain amount of grieving when I feel like I've lost something. Some of us have had friends who've deserted us, folks who've given up on us, relationships that didn't work for us. We've had broken families, broken homes, broken jobs, loss of opportunities, but none of that diminishes you because Jesus, your God and your big brother, is sitting at the right hand of the Father saying... Help them make it today. I never forget several years ago, I ran a couple of marathons. I wish I was in that kind of shape today. The marathon running involved running about, oh, four minutes at a slow jog and then a walk. And you'd run four minutes and then a walk. The idea was nobody ever was really physically um, prepared or created to run 26.2 miles flat out. So I went through a training program. We raised money, raised several of them. I never forget being in Baltimore and we were going through the Baltimore Marathon. Anybody ever seen the Baltimore Marathon course? Uh, just as I thought. <laughs> Not a hand in here. It is crazy. You say, what is crazy? Well, it starts out that you go out on the flat part. Then you immediately start going up hills, slowly winding up to a high point. And then as you go through one part of the city, uh, I don't know what was going on other than Baltimore is, you know, situated near major river. Right. But I saw some of the biggest rats. As we were running along the way. And so I made it through about mile number 20. Walk, run, walk, run. Slow up, slow down, struggle up a hill, come around the corner. And I got to a place. There was a guy who was limping and he was running the best he could. And I slowed down <clears throat> And I just began to encourage this guy and walked alongside of him for a while. And then we ran a little bit and he was just having some cramps. And all of a sudden he got better. I, I knew that if I encouraged him, he was about to give up. He said, I don't think I could make it. I said, man, you train for this thing. You're going to make it. It was amazing to me that we got to a certain point. And all of a sudden, the cramping subsided in him, and he began to run, and he took off and moved forward. It was just about then that I started to cramp up. <laughs> but did he wait for me? 
No, you guessed it. That brother kept going. He finished. I couldn't help but think to myself, if I just kept going, (laughs) I would have been there by now. But I recognize in that exchange that the Lord can send someone alongside of you at your weakest point and help you finish your race and your journey. I did finish that marathon. I kind of limped in and came in very, very late, but I finished it. And uh, we gave money that we raised to charity, actually for about HIV AIDS research. And uh, it was an amazing experience and one I was happy to complete. And we're going to simply say... You are going to finish the race. You are going to accomplish everything that God has ordained for you. This is the hour. Thank you for joining the Hope Connection radio program today. Log on to thehopeconnection.org to download a free copy of the message you heard today. Hope Christian Church is located at 6251 Amondale Road in Beltsville, Maryland. We are saving a seat just for you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.